Coming up, rollerblading, robotic pizza delivery, and vanity license plates. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, the show is immense. So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You're listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. If you thought we couldn't possibly have anything more to say about alternative modes of transportation, transportation or robots or robotic transportation, you, sir, lady, or non-binary friend, were wrong. Breaking it down with me today are Mike Winan and Rob Silver. Hello, friends. You did it. Yay. <laughs> yeah. It only you, you don't know this as a listener, but it only took Mike seven tries to get yeah. that quick It's a late down. night. It's I was, a late night. I was stumbling over uh, about alternative modes. That was a tough one to to get, and I got hung up on that one a couple of times, and then I just couldn't read a couple of times. But uh, we here did. we are. We we made it through. We got it, uh, gentlemen. I would love to know uh, how each of you are doing, and I'd like to start with Robbie, uh, who, who appears a little tired today. Robbie, how are I you? I want to start with Robbie, who appears uh, more disheveled than usual. Uh, I am. I. Um, work hit for me has been busier than normal the last few weeks. All good. We're doing good things, but uh, I'm a also bit different as the kids say. Yeah, it's hitting different. And I'm just like today was one of those days where I just had meeting after meeting after meeting and they're all Zoom meetings. And so like I'm talking a lot. I'm staring at the screen a lot. And it does take you take a lot out of you. There's Zoom fatigue and it is real. So that's what I'm experiencing right now. But I'm happy to be with my friends. You guys can help me get my energy up. Or if not, then yeah, you'll probably win all the four against arguments tonight. <laughs> good, good happen. Um, all right, Mike, what about you? What's going on in your life? Uh, I, I went to the doctor today, uh, got a, a physical, which is you know important thing to do, um, which also meant that I was weighed for the first time in a year and a half. <laughs> and that number was very high. So uh, I got a new uh, new thing that I need to. That was my New Year's resolution. Uh, and now that I saw the, the cold number in front of me, I am uh, I'm all all guns blazing. Going to cut, cut it, down some of this COVID-19. But I'll tell you what, when I went there and I was like, oh, and they were like the doctor like, like said to me like no like that's you're, you're fine and have your have a little compassion this was a tough year for everybody <laughs> and you know what he was right it was a yeah. tough year have good a little doctor. compassion yeah what a good guy uh my, my update is actually similar uh, similarly related to new year's resolutions um you all may recall that my goal was to establish a fitness a habit that i would uh, employ on a regular basis and i but i gave myself the two-day rule mm-hmm. which means that if i don't work out uh, once it's okay. I just have to work out the next day. I can't not, I can't work out. I can't not work out twice in a row. And, but, but for the past week I've been doing, going like every other day. And so I feel like but it's still technically I, I'm the rules. still, yes, I'm it's within the rules, but I, I'm not sure if it's within the spirit of what my goal was. <laughs> I, I'm trying, I'm going to recommit today that I'm going to, uh, you know, go more frequently every other day. No, more frequently every day than every other. <laughs> and day. remind me, what's an example of like a workout you would do on a given day? So I have a very specific app called Seven, and it uh, provides you with seven-minute circuits, and I do two of those. And so it's not, um, 
you know, like super laborious, but it's enough that it gets your heart rate up and like you, uh, there are enough body weight exercises that like I work to the point where I can't do any more. So it's definitely, it's amazing. Like, especially if, if you're heavy, like how good of a workout your own heaviness can be. So <laughs> Uh, that, that's what I'm doing. Remember, 15 minutes every day. Do you day. remember when we were less heavy? Like I saw yeah. a picture of a kid like on a friend's Instagram the other day. The kid was maybe like six years old and he was like supporting his weight on a table just with his one arm, like his forearm. And he was holding his entire body up. His feet were not touching the floor. I'm like, like, holy shit. If, like back in the days when I could do that, when I weighed, like when my arm could hold about 200 pounds and my body weighed about 50 pounds like that balance was amazing and it's long gone youth yeah. is wasted on the young <laughs> For sure. all right well let's uh let's shift gears here and and uh, move into our for or against topics uh we're gonna shift play for years shift, shift gears. gears is a really good, a good segue reference. for the yeah. first topic well yes you know Let's take it away, Mike. What what do you have for us? You yeah, know how this yeah, works. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna. I didn't introduce what what this was, but I think you know our parents who listen know <laughs> we're ah. gonna recite a topic and then we're gonna argue about it and then uh, we're gonna decide if we're for or against that topic. Someone cut that from the outline. It's been in there for the past sixty episodes, but today <laughs> get it because well, we're never Let's gonna have any years listeners from this point on. I love it. Um, but yeah, so so our longtime listeners, aka our only listeners. Uh, our uh, no, even from our theme song uh, that we've previously talked about self-driving cars. And another um, common theme is uh, is fast food and fast food gimmicks. Um, and so when this came across the wire, I felt like it was something that we must discuss and announced uh, uh, this Monday um, in October, uh, April 12th, I want to say, <laughs> our year of our October. Lord 2021. I don't know. October is like the exact opposite month you could have chosen. Uh, I feel uh, it's in Austin weather-wise, it's very similar. But um, humble the, brag. Uh, and also, <laughs> I've been. It's also still March 2020. Like, uh, so it could be anything. <laughs> That's true. Um, but Pizza Hut will now be using ro- self-driving robots. So not self-driving cars. They don't have pedals. They don't even have um, mirrors on them to deliver pizzas in and around uh, the greater Houston area. And just to clarify, re- you said Pizza Hut, but you mean Domino's, right? I do. Man, we're all really tired today. It <laughs> is great. Domino's. Domino's <laughs> is going to be using uh, uh, you robot cars, essentially, uh, to deliver pizzas in and around the greater Houston area. Um, it is unfortunate that it is Domino's because Domino's is trash. But if it wasn't so trash, bad. no, it's not bad at all. It's pretty bad. It's pretty wait, bad. okay. On. This is going to be this, this is a topic, topic is going to get te- segmented into two topics. We'll have to address different this topic later. for another day. But they are using this company called Neuro, which was founded by two former uh, Google alums, um, uh, that has a small self-driving robot. It's got four wheels on it, but that's about the only thing it has in common with a car. It doesn't have a steering wheel and it's very small um, and it drives very slowly. It's all electric, um, but it gets people uh, the pizzas they need when they want them. You order it online. that tells you that a robot is coming. It, t- it gives you a pin pad code. You type in a pin pad code on the robot when it gets to your house and then the pizza commences. 
So I'm curious, <laughs> are you guys uh, for or against uh, robots taking uh, our delivery boys jobs and uh, and getting pizzas? And will it get that 30 minutes or less uh, or is it going to be too slow to commit to that? So I'm going to start with Mike McFadden, who thinks uh, Domino's is good. If you ever do buy Domino's, uh, would you like it to come from a robot? <laughs> wait, wait, was that intentional? <laughs> yes, that was intentional. I never know uh, with you. Yeah, I, I would love to have uh, robots delivered pizzas. I think that would be so cool. Um, Domino's used to be bad, but they sort of like rebranded and like when they did, aren't they just Domino's now? They're not Domino's pizza so that they can. Serve yeah, they got sandwich, foods. roast sandwiches, roast <laughs> calzones. <laughs> gross pies now yeah gross um, wings so i think uh the, the question that i had at first mike was how they were going to solve not the last mile but like the last 50 feet but i guess you answered that in that they're not going to come to your door you're going to have to get off the couch put pants on and uh, go outside so well, you don't have to talk to a human being or you don't have to talk to a human being but you yeah okay so i, I like the idea that you don't have to tip it um, there, there's a lot of good things here. Um, I do wish that they had like another robot that would like come out of the, the bigger robot <laughs> in order to get it to your a door. robot partnership. Yeah, or maybe like they have a drone so it can like go from oh, the big car robot like the per- Perseverance or whatever it's called on Mars, where it's a robot but yeah. it has a helicopter on it. Yes, mm-hmm. and they, they need to add the helicopter robot so that it can just hover and then I don't and have then to murder you and then murder me <laughs> while I shove low cost pizza into my gullet. Um, I, I think overall I'm for this. I I question the street legality of these cars. Totally legal. Uh, or, or, They've or already robots. got all approvals. In the picture that you sent me, there's sort of like a forced perspective thing going on here. Well, I can't tell how big this thing is. It sort of looks like the. It's about um, half the size of a normal car. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm for this. I want this. I hope it comes to the greater Chicago land area. I will order Domino's pizza just so I can ride the robot pizza delivery mobile for it. <laughs> Jump on top. And, and, yeah. that's, and that's really the point. If we can, I'll go take my turn now. Yeah. Like Domino's, you're right. Mike, you mentioned that they reinvented themselves. I think it was about a dozen years ago or so, 10, 12 years ago. And for, first, what they did is they reinvented the actual ingredients of the pizza. They're like, we need to make a good tasting pizza. We need to put food in this. Maybe wine. <laughs> yeah. And just, yeah, there used to not be food. Wine, it is, as bad as you think it is now, it used to be worse. If you remember. Have you days. had it? Have you had it recently? Within like the, the last, last 12 decade? years, I, I can't possibly imagine that I have not. I must have. Uh, But you don't know for sure. See, I think you <laughs> yeah. need to order He's... robot pizza tonight. Yeah. Mm. You okay, remember, and we're, we're not so. that far from Houston. We maybe you and I might can travel and we'll order some robot pizza. But anyways, what I was going to say is, <laughs> ten or twelve years ago, they first redid the ingredients. They made the pizza edible. Then everything <laughs> after that, pretty big good step, slow bar. Good first step. <laughs> everything after that was about marketing innovation. How do we make our? They, after they got the pizza right, they basically became a marketing company. They were no longer a pizza company. They were a marketing company who happened to make pizzas. And, you know, we saw that with, they were the first ones to make an app for their pizzas. They were the first ones to get Amazon Alexa enabled. Now they're the first ones to have self-driving car deliveries. So like, it's all about how they stay ahead from a marketing perspective. And so McFadden at the end of his turn just said, I want to order 
pizza from a self-driving robot because that's cool. That's exactly what Domino's is trying to do. They want to give you another reason to order from them. I got to push back a little bit, Rob, because it's not just marketing. Like there's definitely a good marketing spin to it, but being able to order from an app is a better experience than having to like call on the phone. It can save your order. It can track how many you've, you know, ordered so that there's loyalty programs. Yeah. I'm using the term marketing. I'm well, using I'm the sorry, term marketing you... broadly. Marketing means create the best customer experience possible okay. so that they keep coming back and coming for more. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Right, Mike, uh, tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> no, you're not. I think you're all right. I think um, this is cool. Um, we need to embrace the singularity um, <laughs> and that um, robots are coming for some jobs, but they're not the jobs that you want or I want. Um, there will be more people... Uh, working on this thing uh, to make these cars go uh, better paying jobs. There's going to be more people, hopefully at the pizza at the Domino's pizza, making the garbage Domino's pizza. Uh, also, but for real, you haven't order, had it in the last 10 years. Domino's pizza. Listen, I don't know, man. Do- I've got, I've got so many good pizza options. Jets pizza down the street, which is fast food. But some people would say it's art, but it is Detroit style, <laughs> art. which is better, which oh, some people would say it's terrible. Uh, I guess growing I up in said, Chicago. Hold on. Did you uh, just say some people would say it's art? Yeah, he I did. was going to say art, artificial and bad. But, oh, but I, I think I art is myself. a better. Okay. There's a place called Arta Pizza, I think, on Damon in Chicago. That yeah, place that, is that's really good. good. Um, but so maybe growing up in Chicago where there's so many like, you know, non-chain versions, I'm, I've really been turned off by these big giant chains. Um, but uh, also if a robot comes and I order the garbage pizza, no one has to know, you know, no one has to see me. Um, and I, so <laughs> that's a positive too. No, I think it's a, a good thing. It's good for the environment. They um, aren't going to hurt anybody. There's definitely safer than people on the road. We talked about that in episode two or something. Uh, and then also, um, you know, it's, uh, it's probably more uh, better on the environment too, because it's all, um, they can plan out their routes to go to all the places and they uh, can keep the pizzas warm and they, um, uh, are all electric. So I, I don't really don't see a downside other than the fact that, you know, pizza delivery driver is not going to be, you're going to have to find a different, different job, which is a bummer, but, but you know, there's, but there are new jobs make, created from the company created. that makes the robotics not necessarily for the same people, but somebody <laughs> will find there's not people who are, Oh man, I really wish I could be a robot scientist uh, or a robotics engineer. I guess I'll I leave my job. delivery boy job. Yeah. yeah that's not going to happen. Instead. But you know, it's all, it's, it's all, you know, a web. It's a, it's a web. So I'm for. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Mike. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right. We have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company printful.com. So that means that any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. Check out our merch store at foragainstpod.com slash shop. For Against is also brought to you by CryptoSwatches.com. A crypto swatch is a digital collectible traded on the Wax blockchain. They're the easiest, most accessible way to get started learning about non-fungible tokens and crypto art. Visit CryptoSwatches.com today. And we're back. All right, gentlemen, it's now turn for my topic. And my topic today harkens back to our uh, youthful years, uh, rollerblading. Uh, rollerblading, uh, whether you know this or not, uh, is has been making a comeback 
Uh, I think in the pandemic times, folks were looking for things that they could do outside that were, you know, socially distanced. And uh, rollerblading is is one of those things. It, it's fun. It's an it's enjoyable activity for some. And uh, it, it's making a comeback. Is this a trend that you guys are going to be hopping on? I'd like to start with Mike Winand, rollerblading for or against? Yeah, rollerblading. So I've actually Mike really. Um kind of dogged you about all of these alternative self-propelled transportation in the past. Uh, although I, I'd have to say that rollerblading is, is the least weird of all the <laughs> ones that we've talked about in the past. As soon as you put this on the outline, I was thought about the 1993 airborne film, uh, which is a film about a kid who gets the best, the kid moves from California to Cincinnati, I want to say, and gets the girl by winning a, race of from of uh down the devil's uh, backbone down the <laughs> devil's backbone winning a winning a inline skating race which i guess shows you how far inline skating did fall in that it was <laughs> uh like seen only for nerds when it was they made like a major motion picture where like that was the major plot line um i personally do not um do not skate as i think they say or inline i don't know um, but, uh, listen, I just went to the doctor and that number that was in front of me was, uh, an eye opener. So I cannot tell anybody what their exercise preference <laughs> is. I run 12 miles a week, which is pretty good. Uh, but if you want to not so enough something, <laughs> well, it's just, I'm saying stable. It's that weight that I gained from like March to June of 2020 is just stuck. <laughs> Um, so I got to figure out something. But um, if you want to use rollerblading, I can't. People like what they like. Go for it. Before you before you say on. you're for. No, 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 no. I have to stop you really quickly. We're not doing this. We're not doing I'm for other people rollerblading because that's easy. Like, of course, you could. Everyone can do what they want to do. It's nice. Like, that's not what we're talking about for you. Are you for or against rollerblading for you? Because we are. Okay, Robert, you want to get real? Last week, you want to get real? For everything. You want to get real, Let's Robert? Get real. Yeah. Let's get real. Let's stop being Please. friends and start acting real. Last week, you called me an anti-Semite. I'm scared. I'm scared. This week, you are being ableist <laughs> because I can't rollerblade if I try. I don't have the balance due to a um, due to a disability. So, so you are against. I can't do it. No. Oh, I'm against because I can't. I, I would if I could, you dumb, mean old bastard. What a jerk. I'm the worst. You're an ableist. And, and so you're the one who's who's uh, who, who is prejudiced, not me. So the anti-Semite has turned the tables on the ableist. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. I, I missed a hell of an episode last week. Let's uh, let's turn things over to the piece of shit. Robbie Silver. <laughs> Take it away. Rollerblading for or against. Well, I, you know, if that's what everyone wants to do, then I'm for it. So la-di-da, <laughs> enjoy rollerblading people. Um, no, but seriously, uh, I got no beef with rollerblading. And if there, I didn't have better things to do, I would be for it. I think rollerblading would be a fun thing to do as exercise, as a, as a fun way to do like- For you? Near, for me, I'm saying, I think <laughs> it would be a fun thing to do if I didn't have better things to do, but I do have better things to do. Like, for instance, I personally enjoy biking Elliptic. more than I like. Well, you're talking about exercise. I'm talking about I, I consider rollerblading for me more of outdoor recreation than I do exercise. 
Um, so for me in that category, I prefer biking over rollerblading. I prefer hiking over rollerblading. <clears throat> um, and so if those things didn't exist, I would probably be on the rollerblading bandwagon, but admittedly, I don't think I'm ever going to get there. So I'm not going to rollerblade. So I'm going to be against for myself. All right. Thank you, Robbie. Um, all right. I just want to point out that the movie Airborne, the 1993 uh, cinematic smash featured a young uh, Seth Green and yep. Jack Black. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I forgot, I forgot Jack Black movie. was in that movie. And, and he looks very different. Now. Can we get together on a Zoom and watch this film and see if it holds up? Because I think it was critically panned when it first came out. I wonder anything holds up whatsoever you think that you think the critics got it wrong then who knows <laughs> could happen all right the, yeah, tra the trailer looks very early 90s like you, just the voiceover like there was a boy who moved from <laughs> california where he caught the waves to cincinnati where there were no beaches to be found like <laughs> where there were no waves <laughs> yeah all right uh well uh, i'm for rollerblading I was uh, an inline aggressive skater when I was a young lad. I would, you know, go off of, you know, ramps and and jump stairs and grind rails as as the kids did. I wore Jinko pants when I was in middle <laughs> school. And uh, you know what? I'm I'm a little bit ashamed of the clothing that I wore, but I'm I'm not ashamed of the pastime that was rollerblading. The sick I tricks think... you learned. I think that rollerblading could be in my future, but I don't think I'm going to go for the like inline skates, like the uh, like the the trick ones. I think I'd I want just like cruising, like ro blades. like like roller skates, like the no, not wheels. roller skates, no, because those are cool to... again. People do that now. That could be like, like, like roller like derby and stuff. Those are only ironically cool. Nobody gets those to be like, hey, check out these sick things. But by the way, roller derby is awesome. If you guys have ever been or not been, I don't know. But I, I went to a couple roller derby tournaments in New York City, and it was so fun. And violent. They're so violent. Like the, the women who participate are insanely athletic and aggressive, and it is scary. Like it, it's super fun it's to watch. Like so wrestling which we are all for on the record fun fun fact a friend of mine uh is the u.s u.s women's national team coach oh cool. nice for roller That's derby awesome. can we get her a on it's a guy fun. he's he's a he's a, a male coach. oh but is roller derby are it's only female participants right or do yes. they have male i don't know legs? i don't know how he got into it but but he did and yeah. so that's that's that all right so i'm for rollerblading yeah mike can i ask why why you when you were in jinkos you decided to do rollerblading instead of a, um a skateboard so you weren't a freaking nerd um i think well in in the like mid to late 90s Let's say mid '90s. Rollerblading was still cool, and so it's what the cool kids were doing. The cool kids, what? And the, the cool non -cool kids were rollerblading. Were not skateboarding. I think uh, skateboarding wasn't as popular in in my circle. Gotcha. Um, I don't know, you know, in, in the broader sphere of things. Uh, but also, skateboarding was a lot harder. It's a lot easier to like looks like you're competent on roller blades than it is on a skateboard there's like I, I don't know how to do an ollie I'll, i don't think i ever will that that's probably that ship has sailed um <laughs> and so i think that that's, it's easier that's tailbone injuries i think <laughs> exactly right all right i'm four 
let's uh let's move things along here Dude, to, have we uh, all agreed on everything so far uh no, no you're four. against rollerblading. Yeah, you're against rollerblading. oh yeah because you have to be able to do a thing in order to like it so. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go to robbie let's see what do you have for okay us. last topic of the day of the evening um this topic comes to us from a listener named tom mcfadden no relation to no mike relation. mcfadden actually the most relation possible i think yes. um the topic is vanity license plates uh, if you're unfamiliar these are the license plates that you put on your car that you decide what they say so normally a license plate might be like q45 f29 <laughs> a random combination that, of letters is that numbers. yours i'm gonna dox you <laughs> <laughs> What but, are other examples of <laughs> random characters? What are some examples uh, of social security eight. numbers? Can you give me one of those? <laughs> I sure can. But I'm, I'm really glad to. that you cleared up the what is a standard license plate quandary. I think <laughs> we, we, almost, we almost lost our listeners there. Yeah, have to keep everyone on the same page plat? Am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> so, but... The vanity plate, you can have it say whatever you want. You can Except say for boobs. You can't have it say fart or boobs. Yeah, you can have it say cool guy, but you can't have it say like um I don't want to say anything bad. A bad word. You can't have bad words or bad phrases. Okay. So um because you are Tom McFadden's son, Mike McFadden, Allegedly. I would love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Allegedly. Um I think that this is uh, a, a tricky topic. Uh, I, I think that some people who choose a vanity plate, they just get it perfect. They just, they absolutely nail it. And it's, and it's, it's wonderful. It, it suits the individual individual perfectly, but you only have six to eight characters to deal with. And so it's, it's, easy to get it wrong. I have a friend, I'm going to call him out on this show right now, Kevin Baldwin, and he wanted the license plate um, that said Ice Eagle because he was like a hockey player and he's an Eagle Scout. But the the Ice Eagle, that's a lot of letters and you have to mm -hmm. condense it down and it comes off when you look at it as Ice Gale. And I don't think that's, <laughs> don't think that's what he was going for. And so that one, you know, he didn't, he didn't quite get it in my, my opinion. Uh, I appreciate the effort, but he, he didn't quite nail it. Tom McFadden, he had a, uh, a vanity license plate for a while. It was KB9WXJ, which was his ham radio call sign. And I See, that love... sounded like a random letter and number it generator, does, but it, but it's not. Um, and you know, it, it, I, I, in my older age, I think when I was younger, I was, I was mortified by it. But now as I'm older, I have truly appreciated the degree to which my dad just like says, this is me world. <laughs> this, and this is what I love. And he was proud of his ham radio license plate. And when he would drive down the you know road, he would spot other people with ham radio license plates. And sometimes they would have like their ham radios in their cars and they could like communicate to each other. It was like, more, it's different than a CB radio, but it's more nerdy perhaps. And so <laughs> I think that that's an example where I, I think that he nailed it. Um, that, that was a good vanity plate. Overall, I think I'm I'm four, but you got to be cautious because you can get it wrong. And if, if it's just like confusing to look at, then you might as well have just gotten random characters. Yeah. But I'm four. Okay, Mr. Winan, how about you? Vanity plates. 
you know, I'm torn because uh, I'm generally one to say people like what they like and they can do whatever they want to express for themselves. For you, for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a real joy that I have in life, and I it, this is because I'm a weird person, is trying to come up with mnemonic devo- devices to remember license plates, like a license plate I used to have that I'll say because it's no longer active is... Um, kcj 488 so that was casey jones riding that train on april 1988 (laughs) and i could remember it uh most of the ones that i have particularly now because of my child brain are extremely graphic (laughs) mnemonic (laughs) devices but they're very fun and they're very fun that i know some of my friends license plate numbers because i've come up with obscene sexual uh Uh, mnemonic devices for what they are um and so i don't want to take that away from myself also real quick uh john herbert wine previously mentioned in an ad break he had a car uh once uh, a jeep grand cherokee which just so happened to have j-e-f-e as the first uh four letters in it which uh in spanish and i believe filipino means boss so a lot of places where he would get his car valeted they would immediately say hey boss and, and awesome. he really got a kick out of that and so much so that when he got a next car that car was he did get a vanity plate which was j-e-f-e-2 but that became came out organically um and so if, if there was an instance where um i had a particular type of car yeah i, I could or a story like that i could definitely see myself uh getting a vanity license plate um but but not in the near future but but yeah i'm for artistic expression even on even on the highway, I think there's also a, a, a misperception that it's like really expensive to get a vanity plate. I think it's like ninety bucks. Yeah, the prisoners will p- pound out whatever you want because <laughs> that's exactly how those are still made. There, I think that's true in Texas, and I'm going to say that confidently, but not certain. <laughs> but but not certain because Texas right. is a terrible state. <laughs> so I'll wrap it up here. I. Yes, <clears throat> I, when I'm driving my car, I don't want anybody to know any personal information about me. I don't want them to see a phrase on my license plate that lets them know who I am or what I stand for. I don't want them to see bumper stickers. I don't want anything that reveals anything about me. And so for that reason alone, I'm against. Uh, It's not like we're asking you to put your address on there. No, but like, I don't, I just, I'm home from nine to four. Other times, okay. <laughs> if there's a way to fit that all into a license plate, that's impressive. Um, Ask Kevin Bolden; he'll help you. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want anyone to like have a reason to, except for in your dad's case, wine and like where they're like, "Hey, Hefe, he's the boss." I kind of like that because it's not like personally identifying; it's more just like a fun thing. But I don't want something that's like, like I like the Beatles, right? I don't want it to be like Beatle fan or. Like anything like that, because then people are like, "Oh, that's the guy who likes the Beatles." Like, I don't because he's to like a human being. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not a defining trait, Rob. <laughs> Everybody likes the Beatles. It's, it's defining for me. Yeah. Okay. I was just yes. gonna say that a Beatles fan would be like hair haver. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that I'm against that. I should say. <laughs> I, I should say my parents both have vanity plates. They have had the same vanity plates my entire life. It's their first initial and their last name. And again, for them, I'm glad they enjoy it. That is like the opposite of what I want for myself. I don't want anyone to see 
hey, there's Rob Silver driving down the street. Beep, beep. Hey, Rob. So I am against uh, keep me anonymous on the roads and we'll be just fine. All right. Well, thank you very much, Robbie. Uh, let's move along now to our lightning round. We're moving quick here, so let's keep it going. Uh, Robbie, are you going to no, be taking it later? It. Michael, I've Michael, got you got it. it. I've got it. All right. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that we were all for, um, one of the, the, the happy topics of today was uh, robots uh, as delivery drivers. Uh, thought of a few other things that, that uh, robots may, given their p- peculiarities and particular skill sets, might be pretty good at. And I want to know if my friends are for or against robots taking these jobs and would you uh, embrace um, robots in these roles? First one, uh, I'm going to start with Mike McFadden, robot bartenders. Would you be for or against a robot bartender? Um, yeah, I think I've seen some of these where they're real. I mean- yeah, I think when you hear robot bartender, you think of like uh, 1980s, like sci-fi robot, like meh, meh, meh. But <laughs> I think like they also just have like drink dispensers that robotically dispense drinks. And, uh, you know, it allows you to get served faster. Um, if I was a bar owner, um, then I would, you know, feel more confident that my robot bartenders were dispensing the right amount of alcohol and not you know, stealing the booze by overpouring to friends. So I think that there's a lot of reasons that the uh, the robot bartender makes sense. I'm for it. I think everybody wins, except for the nope. bartenders. That's nope, no, nope. nope. You're wrong. Oh. I, I'm against bar- robot bartenders. A huge reason why you go to a bar is for the environment, for the ambiance, and a good bartender is a big part of that. You you want to have that experience with the warmth of a great bartender. <laughs> Don't take that away from me. I'm against. Let me rephrase. I'm thinking more like high traffic, busy time, like bring out the robot bartender so that everybody can get served. There's nothing worse than having like a crowd of people all clamoring for the one bartender who's overworked. But yeah, I agree with you. You've never done this before. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here, Mike. We don't need to go there. (laughs) Mike, what are you? I'm, I'm for uh, robot bartenders for like those mixology places. I think they could probably do it, do it better. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to want to go to the Barton spring saloon, a dive and, uh, and, and see my, uh, my lone star getting the, the, the cap twisted off by a robot. No, that that's for an old grizzled man who is prepared <laughs> to hear my, my worries and keep them to his grave. So uh, very, very limited uh, use case, but I guess I'm tentatively for. All right. Similar thing. Instead of uh, out front dealing with the customers back of the house, Uh, you know, a lot of things, a lot of times people, uh, um, uh, you know, want to eat food. Why don't I say what it is? Uh, Chefs, robot chefs, (laughs) if you need need exact recipes are, are definitely, you know, they're scientific. There's 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 a way to go there. So, Mike, what do you think? Uh, robot chefs. I would love to have my own personal robot chef. Um, I don't like to cook. Um, and so if I could offload that task to my own personal robot chef, then, yeah, sign me up. If you're talking about, like, in a restaurant. I'm at a restaurant, the food is prepared by a robot. You order it the same way. I, I don't like the idea of robots taking human jobs. And I, I feel like that is an example of where that would happen. You were just for a robot taking a bartender's job. But but I said in the case where it's like a crowded 
bar where everybody's clamoring to get their drinks, I think the bar is going to be able to sell more. They can hire more bartenders. I think, I don't think that replaces. I think there's going to be a nuanced thread throughout this where I don't believe that the robots are going to replace jobs. I think it could potentially just improve the overall situation. I feel like in this scenario, the robot chef is just going to displace somebody who could otherwise be earning a wage. And it doesn't impact me in any way, shape, or form. So I'm going to say against this one. All right. All right. Once again, I'm going to be at odds with McFadden here. So I'm for robot chefs because specifically if they're line cooks, if it's a repeatable process over and over again, they're making the same food, they're behind the, the, the wall in the kitchen. I am as a customer will never interact with the, those cooks. We'll never see them. Um, it's about just making the same thing over and over again, burgers, whatever it may be. Yeah. Have a robot do it. I'm not saying to replace all humans in the kitchen, you need somebody to create the food. You need somebody to actually prepare the, um, you know, pre-prepare the food that gets like, that, that becomes the ingredients for those robots. So that will still be important. But yes, make this process efficient. They can do the job faster at scale, especially for busy restaurants, for robot chefs. All right. I think you're couching a little bit there, Rob, but but I'm, I agree with you. I'm all for it. I think- Couching? Is our, that a microphone term? I don't know. You know, you're you're, you're um, totally couching. You're a big coucher. Yeah, what is that? yeah I don't even couch. know what that means. What does that mean? Uh, that a, coucher w- a coucher would say that. Yeah. Wait, sure. What is couching? I'm for real. I don't uh, know. <laughs> a robot can do it. But um, I think you're you're hedging yourself a little bit by 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 narrowing it down to what the um, robot can do. And I think you're right. Robots would be good for like mise en place for like chopping stuff. God, the most boring thing in the world is to chop an onion. I hate that so much. Um, so the robots can do that exactly right. And exactly on the same time, they probably can flip pans perfectly. Right. So you're never going to get a steak ever again at a restaurant that isn't exactly medium rare to your specification. Also very unlikely that they're going to install spit valves in them. I think that would be an error of the robotics <laughs> industry to add those in. So I'm all for that, but you're still going to need people to create the menus. You're still going to need people to put the artistry in there. Uh, food is art in a lot of ways. Um, so it's not replacing all jobs, but just probably the parts that I don't think it's going to get rid of cooks or chefs, but it's just going to make their lives a little bit easier by getting rid of the garbage jobs that they don't be, they don't want to be doing. Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we are already on record by saying that we don't like robots uh, giving people COVID tests in their nose. But what about a robot doctor? Could a robot doctor give you a physical? Could a robot doctor hear your symptoms and then prescribe something uh, over, you know, over a Zoom? Um, I'd like to hear about this, uh, Mike McFadden. Robot doctors. Uh, I worry about a robot's bedside manner, which I think is really important when uh, you're discussing healthcare. I think that there's probably some narrow use cases for this. Like if you just have like a, a, some common ailment, like if you are prone to have sinus infections and like, you know, it's a sinus infection, but you need a doctor to write you the prescription to get the Z pack or whatever. If you could just expedite that by hopping on a zoom with a robot doctor and saying, these are my symptoms. Here's my history. Give me the script. And it, you know, saves me time. Then yeah, I'm for that. But if I'm like dealing with something that is serious, like I want you need uh, to come see you. We got your <laughs> test back. Come see human man. What I want is a human doctor that is working with a robot. Ah, tandem. Okay, I th- Robert. I think I think you're couching here, McFadden. If I may say so. <laughs> I'm uh, a couch. Is that not a term? Would I make that up? 
We'll have to Google it. I don't know, but I now I know what it means. And McFadden definitely just couched. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, I'm I'm against robot doctors in all forms. Um, and McFadden was on the right track. It's mainly about bedside manner. You need that. That's important. And in the case that McFadden then went on to describe, where even for routine things where he just needs a prescription, you still need a doctor to maybe dig a little bit and get some nuance because the patient doesn't necessarily know what's best for them. The patient might come and say, oh, I got a stuffy nose. I got a sore throat. I know what it is. Give me the z pack." But the doctor might know to ask certain probing questions based on your unique circumstances that a robot might not always be able to detect and say, oh, based on this particular thing that's happening, maybe mm -hmm. it's not this cold. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have something more unique and serious that we need to investigate, come in for an appointment. McFadden, you can AI enable the robots and they'll be able to look at the entire data set of all sinus infections of all humanity. They will look at the data set that they, that they know has existed. But when you have doctors who are looking at blood clots after the Johnson and Johnson vaccine that have only happened in six people in the United States ever, and it's a brand new thing, those robots wouldn't have known to ask about, oh, did you, you got a blood, blood clot? Did you get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? No, you need humans to probe for certain things. Quick note, couching is the process of treating a cataract by pushing the lens of the eye downward no, and no, backward. No, no, no. I'm using the, line the verb, the not the noun. So yes, Robbie, you were definitely couching. No, the <laughs> verb there is expressing something in language of a specified style, which I probably didn't use correctly. But, but you were expressing in the phrase that they say is many false claims are couched in scientific jargon. So I'm going to no, say no, no, no. that false claim that you made was couched in the style of Robert Silver, who a lot of people dislike. So. In embroidery, couching and laid work so are techniques in which yarn or other materials are laid across the surface of the ground fabric and fastened in place with small stitches of the same yarn or a different yarn. Robbie was a, a lot coucher. Of, you're a coucher. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, Rob, I think you have a point there. They, they have the sum of all world's knowledge. And and I'm, I think Mike's term where we're combining those two things of a of a of a human being who understands the human condition combined with a robot that knows the sum of all world's knowledge, um, probably the right way to go. Want. So it didn't steal anybody's job. It just added on. Uh, okay. Here's one that's happening right now, particularly in small rural areas. You may not even know it. Uh, journalists. So robots are ingesting knowledge of like like getting the minutes of a of a local um you know um park district meeting taking those minutes and turning it into an article and publishing it in a local newspaper um journalist robots mike mcfadden what do you think i think i, think I first heard about this um specifically in local news where they could take like the box scores from like youth baseball and then they could like programmatically generate these articles that read like a sports, you know, article um, that just strictly came from the data. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I, I think that like Mike has been saying that this is perhaps going to take away the, the job of a person, but it's going to create some other jobs in order to, uh, you know, facilitate this. And, you know, there's probably a lot of sales jobs so that you can get, you know, this algorithm in your small paper in order to, you know, do this. I don't know. I, I'm, I don't have anything against this. I'm for it. Let's go. That's it. I got nothing else. Uh, once again, we're at odds. I am so against this. It's not, I mean, I feel really bad for the journalist. I want to save real journalism, but besides that, I'm just imagining this is such a boring, poor, readable experience. Like, even if you try to color it up with some flavoring, like, 
uh, you know, Peter Robinson hit a home run and then this person struck this guy. Like it just would read as like, um, I've actually gotten pretty good at it, but do they, I, I feel like it would be missing the color, like of somebody who could actually add flair of, because they're, if they're reading data, they're limited to what is in the data. And it's not necessarily that they're missing facts, but they're going to be missing the embellishments that actually make it interesting to read. So I'm against. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually, you know, I think journalism is, is a lost art. I think in another lifetime, I would have been a journalist myself. Um, uh, I think it's a, a really important part of, part of a functioning democracy. But to Mike's point, I think um this, uh, the alternative to a robot writing this is that just nobody reports on this kid's baseball <laughs> yeah. game or nobody reports on the minutes because honestly you know the the journalism world is contracting to a point where it's just like either you can get a robot to do it or nobody's going to do it um and i'd rather have at least that information out there in can the i world. ask a follow-up so question though if it's written in a way that's so boring that nobody reads it then is it worth having any more than not having at that point if, this if, is if a if false article is written in the forest and no one reads it <laughs> is it still an article probably i think i think you would be surprised at the uh sophistication the sophistication of these robot journalists they've, they've come a long way yeah you feed them <laughs> like you feed them like Ten thousand, you know, previous box scores, and they can use that information to like write box scores based on the data that you. Provided. I know but what it's I'm saying is like cool. let's say, let's say the guy who hit the home run in the game like flipped his bat and like did a jig while he's running around the bases. Like that. If would you be read a box score, like one of these, they don't talk about stuff. Exactly. Like that. That's my point. That's exactly my but point. No. Box scores are literally just the data, and if somebody's writing an article about it, I want to know like what happened. Tell me about that jig that the kid danced, and that wouldn't exist in the box score, so it wouldn't exist in the article. I just don't think it would be written at all. That's if there was a jig, it should be written about. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. Right about all jigs. All right, Mike McFadden, one near and dear to your heart. And maybe this doesn't apply to, um, you know, um, uh, your particular electives that you teach. But uh, there's an argument to be made that uh, teachers could be replaced by robots, oh. uh, particularly math teachers, where the answers are are exact. Um, they, um, you know, tell the kids that what, uh, what needs to be done and can grade it perfectly with no errors. Uh, Mike McFadden, uh, what do you think? Uh, are any of your teachers going to be ones and zeros before your career is out? <laughs> uh, I think a strong argument could be made that there already are these robot teachers as you describe them. Khanacademy.com is a full K-12 curriculum that exists online that uses, uh, you know, AI to help you help pace you along and learn all of the, you know, core academic subjects that one would typically learn in a school setting. Um, I'm not worried about these replacing human teachers. Uh, I view robot teachers as a, a tool in the toolkit, but teachers do far more than just uh, regurgitate facts. In fact, that's probably the least important thing that they do. They uh, connect with students and they uh, worry about and, and cater to the social emotional needs of those individuals. And if anything that the pandemic has taught us is how crucial human teachers are in order for society to function. Uh, they, you know, whether or not you, you want to 
like argue the merits of it. Um, they are responsible for taking care of children, our nation's children, largely throughout the day. Um, that's not the only thing that they do, but it is a very important role that they serve. It allows parents to go to work and allow uh, knowing that their children are safely cared for and provided for. Uh, I am not worried about robots rep uh, replacing teachers. I think that they could only enhance what they do. The right teacher with the right robots could uh, do incredible things. I'm for robot teachers. Shocking. Robert. For once, finally, McFadden and I agree. I was actually going to say I was against robot teachers for all the reasons he laid, about, laid out about why human teachers are great. But I think the supplementary aspect of robot teachers actually makes a lot of sense. Different children learn in different ways, depending on who they are, what the subject is, what their learning style is. Sometimes some students have a proclivity of learning straight from a YouTube video or from a robotic pre-programmed thing. Others need more attention from a human being or a, or both combined. So McFadden said it perfectly. Um, in, in the world of education, uh, differentiation is a huge focus. And if you have, you know, 25 students in a traditional setting, you know, teachers are going to have to try to do the one or two things that caters to the most students. And that's invariably going to leave some students out. So if you could have an army of robot teachers that can provide different instructional modalities to those kids, I'm all for it. Sign me up. I want them in my class. I would view the teacher as more of the facilitator of robotic learning as opposed to the purveyor of knowledge. So for the second time in this lightning round, McFadden is four, and I am also four. Michael, yeah, I, robot I, teachers. I, I was going to be against until, Mike, you uh, you convinced me. I think there's a, a role to play here. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's the one thing that we're not going to know for, for many years is one of the great tragedies of this pandemic is that that so many kids are are behind because just the the way that teaching has occurred over the last 18 months just doesn't work for them um so once we do get back into a uh environment where you can't have face-to-face -face, adding a technological element i can see how that would work i will uh put a caveat in there that i did go to fourth and fifth grade and was taught by computers instead of teachers and i turned out this way so that's a warning <laughs> for everybody um but Does that all right still exist? That, was the, that was the tree program right yeah, the technology Does that still exists? no of course not it was a massive failure actually they, there's uh i've read a couple of journalistic articles about like how because they did it in a couple different school districts and just how much of a failure it was and how kids learned nothing i'm amazed that i was able to get as far as i did in life uh or fourth <laughs> and fifth grade don't matter it's one of the two things <laughs> one or the other. i think if you any one you know year is is unimportant uh, unimportant compared to the sum totality of all of those years combined it's not you know that you learn a single fact yeah, they build off each other facts it's more about learning how to think learning yeah and how i didn't do that <laughs> we made up for it uh, i hope <laughs> or imagine right. where i would be well tree thank you very much michael for the lightning round <laughs> That's it. That's the show. You can find us on Instagram at for or against pod. Tell a friend and aunt and uncle about our show. Subscribe if you're not. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. That's very important. And we will catch you later. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye, Patrick. Bye. 
just old friends on the podcast we build a defense on ridiculous topics are you for or against discussing random issues man this show is immense so tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence man we debate a lot issues boy where do we start i'd also drink milk and self-driving cars you're listening now to for or against so turn the volume up this is for or against